Welcome to another episode of Content Strategies in Sweatpants. Now, some say it's coming and some say it's already here, but as a small business owner, the looming possibility of a recession is obviously going to be creating some serious tension and raise some anxiety about your business's survival. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about a few tips on how you can keep your small business not only afloat, but also thriving during an economic downturn. Hey there, welcome to another episode of Content Strategies in Sweatpants. If you're tuning in, I'm sure you're a small business owner who is ready for easy to implement digital marketing strategies. Here at Penny Marketing, we focus on advising and assisting business owners with social media marketing, content marketing, buyer psychology, and funnel optimization. And if you're new here, hey, I'm Marissa Panay, I'm your host, and it is my mission to make you feel at ease and confident in your marketing. Now let's do this. First and foremost, I want to remind you that you are not going to be cutting your marketing budget. In fact, your paid marketing efforts should actually be expanded during a recession, not reduced. The reason for this is that you'll find that in times of economic downturns, many businesses as well as your competitors will be pulling back in their marketing efforts. Thus, it will be decreasing their ad spend and making more room for you in the marketplace at a lower cost. Now, we don't want to just rely on paid advertising because as we just said, it's an economic downturn. Your bread and butter of your marketing strategy is your organic traffic. Let's think about how we can increase our marketing efforts at low to no cost. The number one thing that I want to remind you is during this time, people are looking for low cost and DIY solutions to their problems because it's not just you. (laughs) You need to be catering to everyone needs at this time. Money is tight for everyone. So we don't ever want to be that business that's constantly pushing a hard sale, even if it's discounted pricing, or even if it's, oh, buy one, get one free. If everything is still a constant sells during this time, people are going to be instantly turned off. So we don't want to come across that way. We want to use our content marketing strategy in a way to educate, inform, and essentially show people what they're missing without saying, by the way, buy this. So a few examples that I like to point out of this subtle yet still salesy method. Number one, I'm going to relate to the food industry here because I feel like this is the part where everyone, oh, if it's times are tough, I'm never going to go out to eat. I'm going to cook at home. That's the easiest solution to save money is instead of going out to eat, you're going to actually spend the time to buy groceries and cook for yourself. So let's use this as an example. Number one, we're going to be emailing our subscribers because we've all built an email list, right? Hint, hint. If you have not built your email list out, there is never a better time to start than right now. But what we're going to be doing if we are a local restaurant is if we know now that dining out for dinner is not a luxury or is a luxury expense as opposed to just another Friday or Saturday night, what we're going to do is every week we're going to email our newsletter subscribers with one recipe that they can do on their own. We'll include all the ingredients and the exact directions so they can replicate one of your restaurant's meals at their very own leisure, okay? They know times are tough. (laughs) Times are tough. What, What is that line? I don't know. Time money's tight, times are tough, here's your fucking Christmas card, that type of deal, (laughs) something like that. 
that. I don't know. My dad always used to say it. But essentially, at the bottom of this email where you're giving them a free recipe, you're giving them basically the lay of the land so they can recreate your famous recipe at home. You're also going to include a 15% off coupon for their next dining experience in the bottom of this email. Now, this will play into the reciprocity principle, which as you guys know, I love those psychological triggers and how they are always foolproof. So play into the reciprocity principle and this will help your people and your customers feel obligated to pay back what they received. Now, by providing them with not only a meal that they could eat and cook at home, but also a discount for the next time that they can come out to eat, they will be like, heck yes, I am coming to your restaurant for dinner the next time that option is available to me. Now, that is a very straightforward, but also like a, hey, bye now type of approach. The other approach is my personal favorite. So aside from coupons, great tool that you can use to get your existing customers to keep coming back for more is by providing them with a punch card or a loyalty reward program. So let's say you are a sandwich shop. So if someone comes to your shop and orders a sandwich, they get a punch on their punch card. And once they reach 10 punches, they will then receive a free sandwich. Doesn't matter how much the value of the sandwich is, they receive one free sandwich. Now this is the same idea as the Starbucks Star Reward Program. They keep incentivizing you to keep coming back for more because there's something free or discounted in the future. Whenever you get to 150 stars, you get a free drink. When you get 50 stars, you get like a free upgrade to your drink, whatever it is. But even though it's a few visits away, it's going to encourage your customers to keep coming back to you versus your competitor because they've already started their journey, the journey to the free bite with you. As humans, we hate leaving things unfinished. That is just part of our human nature. We like to complete journeys. So if you give someone a punch card and they are constantly looking at this unfinished punch card, the next time they're thinking about getting a sandwich or coffee or whatever it is that you sell, they're gonna be like, I already started this punch card. I'm already on my way to getting a free sandwich or a free coffee. I might as well keep coming back to this place as opposed to the competitor because if I go to the competitor, it doesn't affect my punch card. Whereas if I go back to the same place, I am one step closer to getting a free item. So think of it in terms of psychology. You guys want to finish what you started. And the best way to do that is through a punch or loyalty reward program. And I think that is just like meant to getting more customers to come into the door when they normally wouldn't. Okay, so for this next part of the episode, I want to hit on what Harvard Business Review captured in their 2009 article, which was when the last huge economic downturn occurred. And that is when they categorized spenders and consumers into four separate groups. This would include the slam on the brig segment, the pained but patient consumers, the comfortably well-off consumers, as well as the live for today segment. So, I'm just going to read off of this blog post. I'm going to link it in the show notes as well because I thought it was very interesting. But when you were thinking about your consumers, they can fall into any of these categories, essentially. The slam on the brakes is what you automatically think of as a small business owner. You're like, oh my God, nobody's going to spend anything. They are all going to stop, slam on the brakes, and just cut all their expenditure, right? So these are the people that feel the most vulnerable and they are the hardest hit financially during this time. So this group reduces all of their spending and they eliminate, postpone, decrease, substitute purchases. And they typically, this consumer base is falling into the lower income base of customers and they are more worried about what will happen if there's a health issue or something like that. These are typically people that get laid off as soon as the economic downturn happens. 
Whereas the next segment is the pain but patient. This is typically, they are the largest segment and include the greatest majority of households that are unscathed by unemployment. And they represent a wide variety of income levels. But as the news gets worse and times get tougher, they migrate into the slam on the brakes segment. But essentially, these are the people that are a little more resilient and optimistic about the long term, but they're less confident about the prospects for recovery in the near term or their ability to maintain their standard of living. So then the next segment is the comfortably well-off consumers. And these are the people that are secure about their ability to ride out the current and future bumps in the economy. And they consume at near pre-recession levels, though they now tend to be a little more selective about their purchases. So this segment consists of primarily people in the top 5% income bracket, and it also includes those who are less wealthy but feel confident about the stability of their finances. They're comfortably retired, or they're investors who got out of the market early, or they had their money in low-risk investments such as... And then finally, the lift for today segment carries on as usual. And for the most part, they typically remain unconcerned about their savings and everything else because consumers in this group respond to the recession mainly by extending their timetables for making major purchases. So they're not worried about getting food on the table. They're more worried about when their next vacation is coming. Typically, this is the urban and younger demographic, and they are more likely to rent than own, as well as they spend on experiences rather than stuff. They're unlikely to change their consumption behavior unless they become unemployed. And like I said, all this information is pulled directly from the Harvard Business Review blog post um, about how to market in a downturn from 2009. So definitely going to link that in the show notes. You can read this further. But now that you've heard about these four different consumer types during um, economic downturns, I'd love to know where you think that your consumers fall into, what bracket most accurately depicts your consumer base. And then depending on which bracket that is, that will reflect how your marketing efforts are going to be transformed during this upcoming time or the current future wherever you are listening to this podcast episode. But definitely some things to keep in mind is what type of consumer you're Uh, customers are and then also what aspects of this episode can you integrate and what types of psychology methods can you integrate into your marketing efforts essentially being that times are different than they were a few months ago or a few years ago. 